Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. And welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show and Merry Christmas. It's Christmas Eve on this Sunday. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jace and our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, Texan Roofing, Mainstream Marketing, and Boyd's One Stop. All right, weather. It's kind of a pretty slimy morning out there if you're having to drive around in this stuff. It's, uh, it's pretty wet. Anyway. Galveston right now down on the island is 64 degrees, and today they're calling for showers and thunderstorms. And uh, during the morning, they'll give way to periods of light rain through the afternoon, but high of 67 today, south winds 10 to 20, that rain chance 100%. Tonight, slacking off, though, mostly clear, low of 53, west-northwest winds 5 to 10. They'll be picking up after midnight to about 10 to 20 miles per hour. And then for tomorrow, mix of clouds and sun in the morning. They'll be followed by clouds during the afternoon with a high of 59. And north-northwest winds 15 to 25 for Christmas Day. But at least it's going to clear out of here. So that's, that's encouraging. Salvage one day out of this holiday anyway. Looking at uh, tides for today, these are Galveston Channel tide predictions. We have a low at 8.05 a.m. It's a negative 0.8. Then we have a high at 4.40 p.m. It's a 1.4. Sunrise this morning, 7.11 a.m. Sunset, 5.27 p.m. Our moon phase, 88%. Headed towards a, new, a full moon. All right, looking at current conditions right now down in Galveston. Uh, at the Galveston Channel, it's 64 degrees with 62-degree water. Southeast winds 6 to 11. Eagle Point, it's 63 degrees with 63-degree water. Southeast winds at 13 to 14. And uh, barometric pressure is 29.91 inches and falling. So uh, there's your weather for today. Hope you don't have any last-minute deals you got to get out and do this morning because it's not it's not too nice out there. Pretty slimy. All right, well, let's uh, run down to the Tri-Bay area and let's check in with a hammer this morning and wish him a Merry Christmas. Good morning, Mr. Hammond. Good morning, Captain Mickey. How are you, brother? 
I'm good, my friend. Thanks for even asking our Karen. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, 11 miles an hour, uh, 18 mile an hour gust east. Uh, yeah, a little bit southeast, which got a little bit of south in it, not much. But anyway, I looked at my rain gauge on, you know, it changes every 24 hours. I've only right. had a, like a quarter, quarter of an inch this morning and pretty close to an inch yesterday. Yeah. Or, or through the night, through the night anyway, so some, sure. somewhere around an inch probably, but uh, uh yep, slimy, uh, misty, moisty, and uh, I fished the last couple of days and uh, to no avail. I mean, we did all right, but uh, we just just to get out of the house. On uh, mm -hmm. I, I talked to you on Friday, Melinda and I went for a boat ride and uh, had to make a few casts and uh. We're still trying to get my brother some fish. Uh, we're going to go visit him the day after Christmas. On on Tuesday, we're going to go over there so to visit him over by Hobby Airport and take him some fresh fish. I was able to get a couple of them, but uh, the tide was really nice. The water was going out. Uh, actually, we caught the tail end of the uh, outgoing tide right when it was switching and was able to pick up a couple of specks for him, but... Uh, Probably oh I don't know six or seven throwbacks so it wasn't it wasn't on fire or anything like that but it was enough action to to keep us interested so anyway that was on Friday and then uh, uh yesterday we did it again we called up a buddy of mine and his wife they usually used to fish tournaments with us and uh, she she wasn't feeling real well but he hopped in the truck and boy he was down at our house in no time and he went out with Melinda and I yesterday. And, and just the same thing, some small fish throwing plastics and uh, uh, ended up with another, uh, a decent 18 inch that I put in the box, you know, for my brother. And, and uh, that was about it for his keepers. It was uh, pretty slim and uh, far to none. So it was slim um, on, the, on the catching. I don't know what it was. Uh, the water was decent. Uh, uh, the tide was ripping in. I know that by the time we got out there, I think it was like, Oh, 12 one o'clock uh, and that tide was uh, turned around and started coming in real good really good but uh now the bite was slow and you know we like i said we had some throwbacks and everything but uh you know just to get out of the house you know and good camaraderie and uh even All though right. the fishing was slow man the friendship was great and anyway we're uh getting ready to hunker down we're just going to stay around town this weekend we don't have to go out of town that's for sure make a trip out to uh, the woodlands to see one girlfriend of ours and then we'll go out to hobby airport and see my brother but other than that uh doubt if we're going to get to hunt i'm not sure if i'll get my i'm not sure if i get my deer this year if we'll get a chance to go next weekend or before this oh you got to get a deer man you better get to work, know, buddy. buddy. <laughs> well, I'm not going to get nervous about it. My brother gave me a hog, and I've already got that uh, processed and in the freezer. So um, I do got some meat, so I'm not going to panic about it. Uh, anyway, we they get they got some nice deer off our land. I say our land; it's Doug's, yeah. the, the Turner Ranch out there in Sweeney. Uh, three nine pointers, a couple eight pointers, one eight pointer, three nine pointers. Uh, I don't know why they're nine point and they don't they break off a time. They, but no, some of them just uh, produce that way. One G will have, you know, four tines on it, and the other one will have uh, have three. 
You know, it's just the way sometimes it comes out. I've seen some really oh, I had a shooter big nines. I got one on the wall that was a really nice nine, you know, big, wide, and long tines. Beautiful deer. I'd love to see your living room wall. I bet you, how many deer heads you got hanging up there? Well, let's see. I got <laughs> five here in the studio. They're European mounts. Oh, Lord. All, all my, you know, full shoulder mounts I got at home. I think I got six. Oh, my uh, God. It, uh, they were just too nice that's and awesome. too pretty a deer to, <laughs> to not That's mount. awesome. Gorgeous. I know it, man. I was like that with my first two big old trout that I caught down here in this area, or that I caught anywhere. But uh, those two babies are on the wall, and I can look at them every day. I never get tired of looking at them. And I wonder, uh, you know, back in the day, back in the Christmas day, Christmas Bay day, you know, uh, I bet there's some monster trout traveling around these bays. You know oh, it was. was well, you're behind the San Luis Pass, man. I mean, hey, how many giant? Monster speckled trout have swam through that pass over the years. My God, I'm telling you. Big old tide runners, and they get in the bay, and they like it, and they just live here. And Same way with rollover. We don't get that anymore back there. That was, uh, well, you're... That, was that was my hangout all winter long was, you know, behind rollover, waiting all those mud flats and stuff in the East Bay. Golly, we caught so many oh, giant man. trout back in the day back there. My goodness. You know, we were we were looking at the bay yesterday, and uh, what's left of uh, the little islands and used to be grassy islands, nesting areas mm -hmm. and stuff, are all uh, just eroded and, and and disintegrated and gone. And all it is now is a little bit of shell sticking up. Uh, if the tide's low enough, you can see where the island used to be. But and we got all these little trenches and new guts and stuff. We're washing in around these little islands and. And uh, it's really changed our habitat. Uh, I think we're we're very very fortunate to have the population of the fish that we do, man. I mean, I, there's there's no complaints on this end. Yes, I go out and I and I uh, get my butt handed to me, and uh, we we don't catch a bunch of them you know, on one day. Uh, here a week or two ago, you couldn't do anything wrong, no matter what you threw. You could have thrown a beer top in there and caught them, but they were uh, they were just about jumping in the boat a week ago and. You know, it just, it happens. You can, you catch it like that every once in a while. It ain't always like that. But uh, I heard my buddy say yesterday. No, that, you and know, and that's fishing, Glenn. Back when we had all those fish in the 80s and 90s and everything, I mean, even in the, you know, 2000s up through about 2015, I mean, we had just a boatload of fish everywhere. And you'd have days like that. I mean, they just, when, when the bite's off, it's off. It don't matter whether you got a lot of fish or no fish. You're just not going to catch them. Mm -hmm. It happens. That's right. But, uh, what we did yesterday, uh, I lit I lit my buddy's eyes up when I told him to hold on. I gassed that 150. I'm, I'm, that, I'm just in awe over that motor. But, uh, yeah, it lit your boat right. up to, you know, step it up. It's, uh, it's always uh -huh. better to have more horsepower than you need. When you well, need I'm it. sorry it took me so long to figure that out. <laughs> I did have Fernando help me figure it out, though. Well, and that engine and will last exactly so much right. longer because you're not having to push it and strain it, you know, to push a lot oh, of weight and a lot you. of boat. It just, uh, I, I never realized how under-motored I was, you know. And and now, like I, like I said yesterday, I gassed it a couple of times. I'm still holding it between seven and ten minutes, you know. I'm I'm still within ten. I hadn't got the full the first ten hours on it. I'm 
I'm at about eight and a half. It's time to let her eat, baby. Get after it. Go for it. <laughs> that's that's what he said. Don't hold it back. The only deal no. is don't hold it over, uh, you know, seven to ten minutes. You yeah. know, that's it. Just bury those RPMs, and uh, and that's what we're doing, buddy. But uh, no, the water was decent. The wind, the wind picked up on us a little bit yesterday afternoon, and it wasn't too bad. It's the yeah, current it was, was calm for the most part, you know. Yesterday it was. When, I, when I went home, Trinity Bay was slick as a baby's bottom. Yeah, it was. It was really nice. Uh, one small red. Oh, I seen these kayakers come in, and yeah. they laid a stringer, a fish up on the dock here at the boat ramp, and they had about 15 sheephead. They had Goodness. a couple of reds. They had one real nice trout. But these guys, I don't know, man. They got back in somewhere, buddy, and they, they put a put a hurting on the sheephead black drum and and, uh, and uh, a couple of redfish, but that was about the best stringer I seen yesterday. And that's the only report that I got, other than right. what we did. It wasn't very much, but we had fun out there. And anyway, uh, before we go today, uh, just wanted to tell you to have a, a happy, happy birthday. My wife's birthday is uh, the day after Christmas, and yours is the day after that. My no, brother's I'm the twenty eighth. I'm three days you're after the 20th. Christmas. Okay. Okay, yeah, my brother's. The, man, there's so many Christmas babies right now. I mean, Plog's birthday is tomorrow on Christmas. And, well, we uh, know three or four people, at least, that yeah. have birthdays in December. And my old buddy Christmas Steve Holloman, he's going to be down at Blaine's this year, and uh, his birthday's on Christmas. Oh, walking boss. He's the one that wakes well, everybody up in the morning, knocks on the door. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> said, man, you sound like a prison guard. We call him walking boss. Your- <laughs> walking balls walking balls that's, that's pretty good well well good luck to you this year and i hope you have a when are you when are you gonna head down next week sometime no tomorrow y'all born there? tomorrow yeah i'm Gone. getting on down there man i gotta get ahead of this moon i gotta catch up with it got there a full you go, moon coming. well i'm i'm a tickle to I'm death a... for you and i know you're tickled to death you yeah that's what i work hard all year for is to take this week and uh Oh, I know it. Go to God's country down there and hang out with all my buddies I don't get to hang out with all year because everybody's so busy running trips, you know. And, and Oh, I bet y'all have a heck of together. a time down there. Yeah it's, yeah, it's all fun. And if you kill something, it's great. But if you don't, it's no big deal either. It just uh, It's just That's a right. relaxing vacation. That's right, buddy. That's right. And there's yeah. plenty of stories. There's always good conversations. <laughs> there's always going to be some stories. Uh, well, we might brother. even have a few. We might even have a few stories from this end before it's over with. I'm sure you <laughs> Ain't will. Ain't a bit of telling. It was kind of quiet down here yesterday. There was only one boat out on the on the bay that I seen. So not too many people are out. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because of the east wind. You know, east wind has a way of keeping. Keeping people yeah, I noticed home. those tides were bowled up up here my way this morning. They're high, super high. Well, and we're it's still sprinkling out there this morning. So uh, I looked, I looked at the radar, big old glob of stuff that was on us last night has moved on to the. Uh, I tell you, it looked like got a lot of rain yesterday afternoon and yesterday evening was the Bay City area. Man, that big glob had a lot of yellow and red in it. And it stayed there forever before it got to us. It set right on them. That's right. It did. That's right. That's that's when we were getting it. But uh, anyway, happy oh, birthday, well. happy holidays to you, Captain McHugh. All right, and, uh, Hammer. Well, if somebody we, wants uh, to uh, to call you and get a fishing trip going, how do they get a hold of you, man? 
man, they can always reach me on my old timey cell phone, 713-208-0683. Happy fun Sunday and Merry Christmas to everybody. All right. Enjoy the holidays, Hammer. See you, buddy. You too, buddy. I'll yes, see you sir. next year. Later. Okay, buddy. All right. That's the Hammer down in the Tri-Bay area. Well, the Belleville Meat Market, what a great place to talk about. There's just no better place to shop for grade-A cuts of beef, pork, and chicken or have all your wild game processing done. It's just uh, just a great place and great people. They have a full menu of pecan smoked barbecue. They serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And uh, check out all their pulled pork, homemade hot dogs, brisket sandwiches. They have it all there. And... Uh, Gift boxes are available in-store and online. They'll be shutting down at 2 o'clock today, but you still have time if you want to go by there before they close up for Christmas tomorrow. And wild game processing, well, they do that uh, Monday through Sundays. Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. And the Belleville celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Well, I live Kentucky back Good morning. In- Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Christmas Eve morning. It's 419 here in the Bayou City. Let's run down Freeport Way and let's check in with Captain Jeff Naylor. Oh, Captain Nalem. What's up, Naylor? What's up, Captain Mickey? How you doing this morning? Oh, man, just biding my time. Yeah, you know, we got it. Just good to be Mon- alive, brother. Yeah, that's, Monty ended up showing up, so uh, oh, we just got a couple. We got here. the man in there with us this morning, old Monty. Yeah, living the dream, brother. <laughs> That's it, or somebody else's nightmare. Yeah, I think it's somebody else's nightmare for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, fish yep. killer himself. That's it. Man, we uh, 
you know, I can't even remember that. You know, I want to say for about four or five years in a row, seems like we've either went on a fishing trip the day before Christmas, Christmas Day, or like maybe the day after. I mean, it was right. We've had some weather windows, you know, the last several Christmases, but uh, it ain't happening today. No way. No, it's uh, a little iffy <laughs> out there. I'm sure somebody will venture out, but it. Uh, well, it's supposed to slack off later in, in the day, you know, so the afternoon you'll get some periods of no rain and you can, little windows you can play with. But I know how that always turns out. But, no, yeah. Christmas Eve, I, uh, I'm i looking at a picture on my wall in here. Oh, uh, James Plogg and his dad, Cullen, and my dad, Glenn, and all of us there. Every Christmas Eve, it was a tradition. If the weather was good, we were going fishing. We'd go wade fishing somewhere. We always caught some really big, beautiful trout on Christmas Eve. And uh, and if the weather was bad, we'd go duck hunting. And uh, my dad didn't like duck hunting, but Cullen did, so we'd all do that. So we had the best of both worlds. Every Christmas Eve, we'd do something, either duck hunting or, or wade fishing for big trout. That's awesome. Yeah, Hell we up. had some unbelievable trips. What happened with the tradition just kind of? Well, everybody years. died. You know, Cullen passed away, and then my dad died. You know, he made it a long time. My mother died, and he just he lost interest in fishing. That was his fishing buddy. And, I mean, he went a couple of times with me, but it wasn't the same. I could tell he wasn't enjoying himself. Yeah. We went. We caught fish, but he just you know, he just wasn't into it like he used to be. He just burned out. I mean, he chased trout his whole life. I mean. But, uh, I guess you get tired of it. I'm, I'm waiting on that day too. <laughs> hope, it <ne> <laughs> hope it never, hope it never comes. <laughs> I hear that. You know, we've had some really dynamite trips. You know, one, one. Uh, since we're, we're since we're talking uh, uh, fishing stories on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve. Oh yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, we had one uh, one year we went out and uh, it was a matter of fact it was one of the first times we took sharks. Uh, I. I I don't think we were filming with Sharky on this one. Yeah, we did actually. We were doing a filming, uh, and it was real beautiful. And he wanted to catch a swordfish, so we we took off with uh, Tyler Haas and you know from Chicken Bottom, and we took right. off out there day. And uh, you know on the way out there, we stopped. We, we were going to spend the night, so we so we stayed. We stopped at the at the swordfish grounds first before we went to the tuning grounds. We caught a little pup, and uh, Went out. I mean, it was it was dynamite yellowfin fishing. I mean, we fished all night long. I mean, and you know, kind of coming back in, just about tired, you know, as you could be, beat beating up, catching fish, and right. they they decided, man, we're gonna we need it. We really need a, a bigger swordfish, you know, on the camera. And the first one, the day before, on the way out, we caught that pup in about fifteen minutes. I mean, it was super fast. So I said, yeah, well, we'll stop by that same place. You know, we're bound to catch something maybe a little bit bigger. Well, little, little did we know, we hook into a uh, about a 250-pounder in about seven hours later. <laughs> yeah, you know. And, of course, like by then, the, uh, you know, the cold front's bearing down on us. Wind's starting to hum. I'm getting nervous. I mean, we're tired. It was a mess. It was a mess. But we ended up catching that fish, by the way. We ended up catching that fish. He got his little film, you yeah. know, his uh, 
hour of filming or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it was all a good trip overall. But, man, it was uh, almost a too good of a trip, really. But, uh, yeah, I always think about that that uh, that fishing trip, you know, on Christmas Day because that, uh, that was a doozy. That was a doozy. Yeah. A lot of people was usually hunting this time of year. Yeah. That South Texas road ought to be in full swing down there. You know what? Uh, my my brother in law just got back last last night, and he told me that uh, he said the rut was it. He didn't see anything chase. He saw like one or two little bucks chasing some does around, but everything else disappeared. They're gone. Maybe they went to Mexico to rut this year or something. He said they took off. I know around Christmas it's usually full swing down there, Elliot. Yeah, Casey told me that there weren't a bunch of bucks out the other day either. They went down doe hunting. Uh, now the weather's yeah. kind of been off. Blaine said the same thing when I talked to him yesterday morning. It's you know it's slowed up with the you know with this warm up like it is. A lot of scrubs running yeah. around and all that. But uh, this cold front hitting tomorrow that that'll help me out for at least two or three days when I go down there. That'll help. Yeah. Well, you going? Yeah, of course you're going to Blaine's, right? Yeah, I'm going to Heavenville tomorrow. Headed that way. I'll have a nice north wind at my butt all the way down there. <laughs> Get good fuel economy. Give me about down. two extra miles to the gallon, buddy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, brother-in-law got back from Pepperville. As a matter of fact, he and uh, that's where he's saying it was. It was kind of slow. There just wasn't a lot moving around. Which, yeah. You know, like, like you said, uh, that cold front changed things in a heartbeat. It will. Oh, yeah. You know you. That's all we've all hunted and fished for a living our whole lives, and that's just it, weather dictates it all. Sure. Uh, Mother Nature is, is a conservative person. <laughs> hey, we got uh, you know speaking of speaking of uh, tuna fish and all that, you know. So like the last, I mean, you know, so we got Winter Wahoo Championship coming up. That's one of the bigger tournaments around here, you know, in terms right. of everybody wintertime fishing type stuff and uh, every year i love it it's like the perfect perfect tournament for me because everybody that wants to go fishing during the wintertime they all run to the flower garden or something like that and they leave the tuna grounds completely alone i'll be out there by myself a lot of times i mean it's beautiful i had a buddy that went yesterday well they uh this year they they uh did a uh, a tuna pot so now i'm gonna have all them all them suckers out there with me now <laughs> anyways so uh, they were telling me about that, you know, but the the, uh, the Wahoo fishing really turned on. Monty was uh, one of his commercial friends was posted a picture yesterday of a big Wahoo apparently. Yeah. And um, I didn't say how big it was, but it was nice. Yeah. Guided missiles. Those things are. Yeah. Guided missiles. That's it. I mean, and you know, it's kind of crazy that that the years moved along so fast, and now we're all of a sudden in Wahoo season. That's yeah, pretty wild, man. Yeah. So I don't know. Well there there's a lot of boats in it this year too. They got a bunch. I think you know, I, I didn't actually get the full tally, but I've seen a bunch of boats actually being posted in it. So <clears throat> ought to be an interesting tournament anyways. You know, the, the tuna to get them. Yeah, absolutely. It ain't gonna be me, I guarantee that. I just took we try to do it a few years in a row, and it's uh, it's just so much of a commitment. And you know, flower gardens are about hundred miles, man, twenty miles too far to do yeah. a day run. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm 
it's good if it was like you know at that 80 90 mile range i'd probably be okay with that but uh yeah 100 nautical miles driving all night long yeah exactly. nautical miles yeah that's a high what is that 1.12 think... statutes right mm-hmm about 100 100 119 statute miles out there so right. yeah it's just a little little bit uh over 100 yeah. nautical miles i think another 20 nautical miles to the east there Think or something like that, huh? Yeah. To the west ones. That's their closest ones to us. So it'd be, I think it's, yeah. How long does that tournament last? Three months. It's January, February. Yeah, I knew it was a good while, man. A lot can happen in three months. What do they just do? Like a a cumulative total? Yeah, we get three fish, a three fish pot, uh, three fish strength, if they. You know what? And a lot of times it gets beat right at the, like the last day, the last yeah. 24 hours it gets smoked. And it's been happening traditionally, you know, or excuse me, historically, the, you know, they kind of start the flower gardens. You catch some big ones early on. They'll kind of tamper off a little bit. You'll catch some dinks and dinks. And then right at the end, somebody down south will go catch a stud or, or find two or three of them, you know, in right. the 80-pound, take it all. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, it's pretty decent money, you know. I mean, as far as tournament goes, it's like 50 mm-hmm. grand, you know, for first place, 20, 30 grand for second. So, That's I mean, to get in because everybody's going to be doing it anyway. Might as well enter, you know, if you're going. Yeah. If you Absolutely. do it a lot. No Absolutely. Doubt. Let me it's knock this good... break out. I'll come back and we'll talk some more about it. Y'all hang with me. I'll be right back to you. All right. Okay. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Christmas Eve, 432 here in the Bayou City. All right, Mr. Naylor and Monty, we're back. Back in action, back in action. Back in action, man. So Monty, Monty says his uh, Christmas story is uh, uh, flounder gigging. I went last year and it didn't turn out too well. And it kind of stuck up on a log. <laughs> Snuck <laughs> up on a log. Yeah, I was just, I mean, the water was clear. The log was kind of shallower than I thought. And the boat ended up jumping <laughs> on it. I tried and tried to get that boat off for like 45 minutes. It wasn't coming off. It's like either you're spending the night 
or you get out get out of the boat and get it off. I got out of the boat. Time I got back to the boat ramp, I thought I needed to go to the hospital with frostbite. That boat ramp, that was a ride. We went last week. You had to get in the water and Uh, get wet. Oh, boy. Yeah. I started to go last night, but the wind picked up. If it had just been the rain, I was thinking about going, but didn't make it. Well, you went, went, uh, what, two nights? Not last weekend. Last weekend. And you didn't see nothing. We seen three about the size of your hand. Wow. Goodness. No, it was horrible. I thought for sure I was just going to go stick a big old pig. Nothing. No, we tried to browse us. Oh, my wife got cold. She was going to go home. So I took yeah. her home. Anyway, there's another guy in the water. He went one way, I went the other. And we got back to the ramp. We wasn't in the water an hour. And we got back. He said, yeah, my buddies just called. They gigged uh 25 at a Christmas Bay in an hour. Of course, I dropped my wife off and head to Christmas Bay. <laughs> Didn't see <Yeah>. anyone. <laughs> oh, yeah. No luck. Oh, man. You anyway, I thought until 3 in the morning. Man, and you know, I, I hate to say this, but uh, with all that rain we got yesterday, it's probably not going to they're not gonna be super shallow in the bays, I would imagine. Oh, it, was, it was horrible. We end up back behind some barnacles, shallow water. Really? Just nothing. Nothing. Wow. Stuck for an hour. Wow. Trying to find a way out. I like oh, it. Oh, boy. Man, it, it, yesterday, it, it dumped over here. It dumped on Freeport. I mean, it, I'm talking like. I saw that glob <laughs> sat there between kind of y'all and back towards Bay City, man. It just sat there. I said, man, they're getting some serious rain. Boy, I'm gonna tell you. I mean, that's an understatement. We we went to a little Christmas family Christmas party last night and uh, driving back and forth. And I bet you I saw on the way there five cars. I mean, I'm talking like a yeah. 20 mile stretch. About five cars. It done spun out. You know, on the way back, it was probably about three. You know, different ones. It was nuts. I mean, it was crazy. Is it the one over in Lake Jackson was sitting in the highway, spun around the wrong direction? Oh, man. Yeah. Well, they, they won't slow down sometimes in the rain. And then, I mean, you know, I was a tire man. I grew up in the tire business. My dad was a tire man all his life with Goodyear. And I, that's the first thing I look at when I look at somebody's vehicle is their tires. And the other day I went somewhere and parked in a parking lot, and I couldn't believe the amount of people driving around on bald tires. I mean, they they couldn't be two thirty seconds of tread left on them tires. You talk about hydroplaning. That's nasty. Yeah. That's dangerous. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, God, God forbid it snows a little bit, maybe puts a little frost on the road. I mean, oh. Oh, they're they done. Know. If they can't make it in the rain, they're really done with frozen roads or snow. I mean, it just, <laughs> yeah. you got to have tread to channel out that water. And they, they yeah. just don't have it. Exactly like right. being on skis. <laughs> but yeah, they uh, uh, it, it was it was it, it dumped a lot of rain yesterday, you know. And, and we've been fishing a lot the last few few winters over here in the uh, in the old Brazos for trout. Man, I'm right. telling you, last year by far one of the best years I've ever seen. And uh, you know, it's good because I mean, you know, it's so it's so deep and diluted that you don't you know the rain doesn't hardly kill them. It might slow them down a little bit for the yeah. first day, but you know. 
a day later, they'll be right back at it again. Well, know? that good they, current from the Gulf comes up underneath that fresh water. It holds the good salt content, you know, in the bottom of yeah. the water column. Them fish never have to leave. Sure, absolutely. You know, unless we they, get a, you know, a Harvey event, something like that. But right, they caught the they were they were over fishing in our lights as a, a whole little uh, kayak little group kayak yeah. man about four or five of them and you know we got the little green light on the dock and of course a bunch of my neighbors down the way got a bunch of green lights so they they sit in here and they go back and forth oh yeah and i was talking to them the other day and uh two of them caught one uh a 26 and a 28 or something like that oh those are good fish yeah there's some there's some big fish in here right now you know now whether they told me they were kind of few and far between the other night, but uh, they they definitely had some studs, you know, yeah. lots and lots of bait, man. Oh my gosh, the, the, the piggy perch that are sitting in my lights. Well, I mean, they'll drown the light out. There's so many of them. It's not really. You know, also, yeah, I'm six pounds and something. I think you said really. Yeah. He he takes those uh, he takes those piggy perch. He'll go casting at them put a little piggy perch or a sand trout or something like that. That's what he's been catching his bigger trout on. Really? Just leave him out there floating around, huh? Yeah, it's pretty long out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, that wind does need to calm down a little bit more than this, though. I tell you that. Even in this slough, it gets a little bouncy if you're not careful. You know, we were talking about that last night. I was uh, went to an oyster fry with a bunch of my buddies and stuff for Christmas, and we were talking about how, uh, you know, it's now that, uh, you know, with kayaks and all these backwater boats and everything, all our estuaries are being targeted more hard and more pressure on the fish going up in the nurseries and all that and catching these fish. And that's, uh, I think that's been a, you know, help, help with the decline in populations and everything else. And then one of them, he was, uh, at the boat ramp last week and he ran into the uh, biologist doing the gill net surveys and uh they said they had uh up my way they had netted everything from over around sylvan beach morgan's point all the way around trinity bay to smith point and they had one trout about 24 inches long is the biggest they had caught and wow that's uh i mean for where that is and what I know and seen over the years, I mean, that's just, that's mind-boggling that they didn't catch any, you know, 29, 30, 31 inches or anything like that. We used to have multitudes of, and it just shows you where we're at with our fishery and a lot of, uh, just a lot of one to three-year-old fish. And uh, yeah. we're just biding our time waiting for them to grow up so we can get some of these big girls biting again. What the, what's the new guys call it? They call it a big big girl beatdowns <laughs> when they get on the biggins. You know, you you told me before about uh, you know your your theory on some of that stuff in terms of like uh, you know maybe losing some of their habitat, like some of the oyster beds that we oh, used to it's, have. That's that's probably the strongest related thing to you know a declination of a of a fishery is loss of habitat. I mean, it's the same way with, with wildlife. I mean, they lose their habitat. Yeah. They lose their, you know, they, it, it just changes everything. Sure. You got to have habitat. Got to have. Did it. they, I, I meant to ask you too, have they, have they, uh, 
restricted a lot of the oystering over there in your area? I know. You yeah, know, a lot. Everything's pretty much closed down because the you know the size of the oysters. It's not that. I mean, what do we have? Like one third of live structure left in Galveston Bay from what we had before Harvey, and uh, yeah. and you know that's that's habitat loss big time. People don't realize how much uh, fil- how you know oysters filter the water, and uh, yeah. you know you get all that live growth, and and then you get all the bait fish that accumulate with it, with that live growth and that filtering, and and uh, when you have the bait fish, then you're going to have the game fish, and it's just it all correlates, and yeah. you uh, take that away, and it's a it's a big shot. Sure, in a bad way. I think uh, I think Oyster, you know, talking to Jason Cressy down here who owns uh, Captain Mark Seafood here in Freeport, and he was telling me the other day that uh, if Oysters, Oysters aren't shut down yet, they're real close to it. And, you know, they didn't – I luckily, I, as soon as he had some, he had a couple quarts, you know, a big shipment that came in. I went up, went down there and bought two of them and, right. you know, vacuum sealed me a handful. But he said it won't last, you know – it was super short this year, and they expect it to be even shorter next year. So yeah, yeah. those poor guys. I mean, they're having a tough time, like the shrimpers are. You know, the the problem with the shrimpers, they're they're doing all this work and spending all this money, and they're not getting anything for their product. And you know, because of all the farm raised stuff and imports. And yeah, it's, uh, a lot of farm raised. I mean, if you ain't eating wild caught Texas Gulf shrimp and bay shrimp, you're not eating shrimp. That's that's no. there's a. There's such a big difference in the taste and the quality. It's just unbelievable, and and I I really believe in supporting your local shrimpers. You know, we try oh, yeah. to a lot of groups try to make make them out as a bad guy with you know bycatch kills and all that's that's all manure in my books. I mean, it's uh it's just like oyster boats. Who's going to take care of these reefs and groom them and uh, keep them? Uh, you know, it's just like farming. You know, weed in a flower bed. I mean, they take care of their reefs. I mean, it's their living. Why would they want to detriment it? You know, to kill it. And uh, you know, it's uh, you know, it's just a, it's an industry that I mean, man, back in the day, Galveston Bay supplied probably ninety percent of the oysters all over the United States. Yeah, sure. Same here with the shrimp. Sure. Yeah. But you used to see this was. This is the shrimp capital of the world. And there's not yeah. one shrimp in Freeport, Texas. I guarantee you there is not one right now. Yeah. Just bait shrimp. Now. I'm trying to remember. It it was six, eight, ten years ago, opening day of shrimp season. You know, TPNW always does a flyover, a survey. They count the oh, yeah. shrimp boats that are shrimping, you know, on the inland yeah. waters along the coast and the bays. And if I remember right, there was only like 46 boats counted on opening mm-hmm. opening day that year, May 15th. And normally yeah. there would be hundreds and hundreds of oh, them yeah. coast-wide. That just, that just tells you. Yeah. It's there not that, many the, that we don't have the shrimp. It's just there's no market for it because the market's been flooded with imports and farm-raised stuff that the uh, wild-caught shrimp, are just, they're just not getting the money they need. They can't afford I mean, we all know what diesel costs and what it, you know, costs to maintain a boat. And man, you tear up a net or two here and there, you're bankrupt, man. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. Those poor guys, man. And, uh, you know, and speaking of, to be really honest with you, I mean, a few years in a row, I'd make it a point to go out and fish during bay fish during during oyster season. And one of my right. favorite fish during that time was you you know if I saw if I saw all the oyster guys the whole fleet over in like Christmas Bay or something like that, and I'd wait for them to go down to cut, and they'd be culling all their all their uh, you know bycatch and, and oysters and all that you know along the way, and I'd see them dump a bunch over, and I'd, I'd wait till the next morning and go over there and fish it, and that man them trout would just kind of follow them around, you know, and anytime they dumped a big old load somewhere, they'd sit there for a minute and. You know, it's almost like chasing seagulls, really. And yeah. I found as the years went on, I'd go back and some of those places where they were dumping those oysters, they would stay there. You know, they, they would yeah, they'd make oysters. new reefs. They'd spread out. Yeah. Now, actually, by law, they're supposed to put them back. If they're undersized oysters, they're supposed to go back on the reef they harvested them from. Yeah. You know, you'll so, see them turning in circles while they're dredging. And then yeah, uh, yeah. you got guys up there measuring them and, and – and bagging them and all that and uh the smaller ones have got you know by law they're supposed to go back where you got them and uh which is fine though we'll take some new reefs everywhere else but uh yeah that's what the big deal is now with substrate you know making new reefs uh getting that river rock and all that kind of aggregate it's there's such a short supply of it it's high demand for it and uh but they'll put that on the bottom and Man, those oysters will spat. I mean, before you know it, you got a you got live oysters adhering to that content. You know that substrate, and uh, you got a you got a fresh new live reef growing, and that that's what we've been going through over here for I don't know the last five or six years. When you get a new reef like that with all that live growth, that's where the fish are going to be. You'll catch some on those dead reefs where you know it's just shell and no live growth or anything, but. Uh, they want to live where that water's being filtered and creating that bait situation and everything else. Those live reefs are it, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I always thought it to be such a good thing, you know, that they kind of, <clears throat> you know, I'd, I'd find me a secret spot probably once a year, you know, where I'd right. have a good little, I'm in my own little private reef or something, you know. and um, <clears throat> But, yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully, hopefully with the new laws that are coming out, stuff like that, and, and you know, the one thing I can tell tell you about the offshore side of things, anyways, is you know the the biologists and and uh, a lot of universities, and there's been so much talk and, and PR on the on the fish stocks and how we got our numbers and everything that the technologies they're coming out with, they're starting to employ a lot of really, I, I would consider more accurate you know, models to, to get this information from. So I'm, I'm really confident in our ability to make some laws that are going to help the fisheries as a whole, instead of just kind of throwing darts at the dartboard. And, uh, I feel like the inshore exactly. fisheries are the same way, you know, they, they've made some strides, you know, the, the sea center down here is always doing, you know, a lot of studies and, and, releasing a lot of fish and now you know as they go along they're getting more and more data you know and they're they're able right. to kind of pick, you know as, as a i mean an example I, I remember talking to one of the guys not that long ago and he was saying that you know they found that when they released their flounder in certain areas their survival rate was different depending on where they went to or you know what what how cold it was outside or this and that mm -hmm. you know when they dumped 
dump their fingerlings out. And uh, so they said, you know, they're just getting better and better each year. You know, they're getting more survival each year. So, yeah, man, I mean, it, uh, it, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better overall. But, you know, I think it's all for the good, you know. I mean, Monty can say it just like anything else. You know, the snapper count back in the late 90s was not – I mean, it was it was not dead, but it wasn't great. You know, the, the average size of snapper back then was, what, five or six or eight pounds, something yeah. like that. I mean, you, you had to be the guy. Yeah, go ahead and hunt for him, you know. But, uh, the, you know, nowadays, I mean, any, anybody, you know, I'd say the average is 10 to 12 pounds. But, you know, that, those are your good breeder fish. So that's – right. A good sign, and it, I'm, I, like I said, I hold hope that uh, you know we're going we're going to make some good decisions here in the future. I hope. Yeah, con- <laughs> conservation works, and we can we can look at the way the snapper thing was, what it way it declined, and how small the average fish got, and that's kind of where we're at on the coast right now with our in, inland fishery with trout, and it uh, it just takes time and effort and work, and it it'll come back. We'll get those big girls back again. It's just going to take a little while. We're yeah. we're so impatient. We want instant gratification, you know. And I, I'm just as bad as everybody else. I mean, who doesn't want to go out and catch a big old eight or nine pound trout? I mean, there's just there's nothing finer than that. I've caught a lot of uh, species of fish, and that's just that. I'm just a trout fisherman, man. It was just it was bred in me, I guess. It's in my DNA. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing finer than catching big trout, wade fishing yeah. with. With lures, it just there's something about it. It's it's yeah. magic, magic. It's man. Sure, man. When you love something, you stick with it. You know, I love uh, the you know those just the pictures you got right there in the studio, man. Uh, just amazing, you know what uh, what it can be, you know yeah. when you get it right. What it used to be. Yeah, Monty, all the years you've been doing it, you know you're no offshore dog, salt dog. How do you? Uh, what what was your favorite species to fish for offshore? What do you enjoy the most, and what was really in your blood to catch them? You know, man, you know, really when, good I first, at it. Uh, when I first started, I didn't I didn't care to catch kingfish, but as time went on, kingfish seemed to be the most exciting part of a day trip to me. Me too. That, I mean, I mean, they're they're not the best table fare in the world, but hey, with light tackle and and throwing at them, that that is some fun, buddy. That's the most exciting part of the day is whenever Smokers. you're out there. If you're catching, it can get real boring if you're not. But to me, that's the funnest part of the day. Lots of drag pulling, line tangling, popping. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah, and then every now and then, you know, during the kingfish run, you do catch a few of them wahoos. I mean, yeah. They say that's a kingfish with a rocket up its butt, and it sure is. <laughs> it really is, man. <laughs> They're fast. But anyway, uh, uh, right now I'm thinking the kingfish is probably the – I used to think snapper was the thing, but snapper fishing done got kind of boring and easy. I found it a challenge to go out and find the kingfish, really. Yeah. Or the last year it seemed to be a challenge. Yeah. In previous years, you know, you just went to Tony's or, or West 21s and you just flipped, flipped your minnows out and reeled them in. But it ain't like that right now. Kind of like everything else, I guess. Getting a little slow at times. But you are, you, one of your favorite fish, though, is, is well, uh, Warsaw. Warsaw. You, want, you want to go kill a big old group yeah. of them. Yeah. 
That was back in the day. I mean, I'm over that bottom fishing. That's why I want to help people. Meat hauler, baby. Yeah. I love to go out there and break a, a state record war saw, and I plan on doing it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's 600 foot to the bottom and most good spots that I have. Yeah. Right. It's a lot of hands. Yeah, it is. Anyway, so, yeah, I'm going to say the kingfish is the, is the highlight of the day's trip nowadays. Just well, seems I so remember much back in the day when I would go, I used to love that, man. Go out there and yeah. find you a hot shrimp boat. There was this uh-huh. one uh, one shrimp boat one year. It was a it was a white shrimp boat with black trim. It kind of looked like an old pirate ship out there when you'd see yeah. it on the horizon. And said, there's old Snafu. They were out of Florida. The name of the boat was Snafu. Buddy, that guy, he had a school of kings on that boat. If I could ever find him, I mean, you would get in them for hours just catching and releasing. you just pull up to the back. And we were using, you know, like heavy, you know, trout popping rods with uh, 7,000 Garcias. And you can throw an ice fish a mile with one of those. Oh, you talk about nuking them. Man, that was some great times. Man, everybody was a bloody mess. Looked like we'd been slaughtering hogs. Yeah. Blood everywhere. <laughs> That's fun. It I did. Uh, I, I took the uh, when I first started running the Big E. You know, I, that boat carried 106 people. I said, "Hey, bro, we're, we're going. We're going to Kingfish Park." Like, oh no, don't do that. Oh yeah, we're going to do it. <laughs> and so you just drift the boat one side, and you go back and drift the other side. You get about 60 rod and reels out. It can get uh. That's a job, man. That many people and everybody boat up, that's that can get right. ugly. Blaine just yeah. texted me. He you talk about a hard worker. There's nobody down at the ranch and uh he went on back yesterday after he did Christmas here with his family and uh he's going to another ranch this morning to to feed it and uh put grain out and he just ran over a five foot rattlesnake. Uh oh. Yeah, they're not in hibernation right now, man. You better yeah, be them, careful. Them rattle worms are already, you know, they're out again. So yeah, you gotta be I careful. Can't forget my snake boots. Casey killed a big one too the other day when he was out there. He uh he stuck he found a big one. <coughs> but yeah, it's uh it's a lot different on that big boat than it is on on a small boat. I mean, oh, obviously yeah. you know, there was a, there was we were talking about the other day. Uh, you know, one of our studies, one of the A&M, the study I went to a couple weeks ago, um, they're trying to do a bycatch, a, a, a bycatch map so that you go there and you know, theoretically somebody can, you know, know where a bunch of sharks are or, or a yeah. bunch of, you know, species, yada, yada, yada. And so they were talking about, yeah, man, we're going to, you know, you know, mark all these reefs and this and that. So, you know, we, we have a map of it. And, you know, the commercial guys were there, too, and they said, well, it doesn't really work with commercial guys, and I started thinking of Monty, too, is, you know, he always told me, he said, man, you, you know, when you're fishing on the center console boat, you got to be right on top of it. You got to be sitting right. on that reed. He said, man, but when you're on, when you've got a party boat, all you got to do is get close. They yeah. come to you. I mean, hey, you know, you're look at all the chum in the water, all them lines <laughs> out, man. Hey, that's real it. up, boys. That's all right, it. guys. Well, I'm out of time. I want to wish y'all a Merry Christmas, you and Monty, and and uh, y'all have a good uh, 
vacation here through the holidays. Hope it's safe and prosperous. But uh, throw out a number, Naylor, somebody wants to get with you about some blue water fishing, buddy. Yeah, man, call me anytime at 979-417-1013. Go to our website at stsladventures.com. Monty might have his boat done by by June. He's 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 working hard on it, so we'll see. Well, yeah. Get after yeah, it, rascal. Get that thing ready, man. People are foaming at the bed, ready to go fishing this summer. All right. Merry Christmas, brother. Hey, you too, Monty. Always good talking to you guys. Y'all be safe out there. Thank All you. right, brother. All right, later. Yeah. All right, it's time for a top-of-the-hour break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 